But go to Matthew chapter 21. You know, I've uh, said that a long time ago, I was reading this passage of Scripture and this kind of a question came to my mind. And occasionally, you know, I like to ask questions. I like to get people thinking. I'm the kind of person, if I'm talking with other preachers and, uh, you know, I don't like when everybody sits around and just agrees. Sometimes I'll take an opposite position even if I... I uh, don't even believe in that just to keep the conversation interesting. But one co- question I've asked before that's almost got me in trouble is from this passage of Scripture. And it, you know, sometimes there's just things I'm curious, you know, sometimes I get curious and I just want to know what it's all about. And I really believe I have some good answers to this. But look at what it says in Matthew 21, verse 23, and I'll get into what I'm wanting to cover tonight. It says, And when he was come into the temple, the chief priests and elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching and said, by what authority doest thou these things, and who gave thee this authority? And Jesus answered and said unto them, I will also, or I will ask you one thing, which if ye tell me, I and likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, whence was it? From heaven or of men? And they reasoned with themselves, saying, If we shall say from heaven, he will say unto us, Why did ye not then believe him? But if we shall say of men, we fear the people, for all hold John as a prophet. And they answered Jesus and said, We cannot tell. And he said unto them, Neither tell I you by what authority I do these things. So here's my question. I've asked preachers this question before. The baptism of John. Was it of heaven or of men? And when I ask that question, you know, usually everybody gets real scared. Kind of like the Pharisees did, you know, right there. Oh, well... Why is he even asking this? You know, don't we, aren't we sure this is from heaven? But if he's asking this, he must think it might not be of heaven. And, and people always, you know, they're always kind of afraid to give an answer. It's interesting uh, how people still are about that. But, and I'm not going to go into all the reasons for it, but there's certain scriptures we're going to look at in a little bit that have kind of had me scratching my head in the past. And it made me ask that question, the baptism of John. What was it all about? What was the deal with John's baptism? Was it of heaven or of men? Jesus did not answer the question in that passage. And I have, I've asked this question before, and it's almost got me in trouble just asking that question. And a lot of times, you know, people don't want to give an answer. And I have had some that have given an answer, and they'll say, well, of heaven. Okay, Why? John the Baptist, you know, and so let's look at before we I want I want you to understand what the baptism of John was. But before we can understand the baptism of John, we need to look at the baptism of Jesus first. Okay, look at Matthew chapter three, the baptism of Jesus in verse one, it says in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan, and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism... He said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits, meet for repentance, and think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. 
and now also the axe is laid under the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will truly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. So right here is where we see the story of John the Baptist and the baptism of Jesus Christ. And baptism is one subject where there is a lot of confusion. Okay, A lot of churches think you have to be baptized to go to heaven. A lot of places they think baptism includes sprinkling. You know, We believe that baptism here is by immersion and it's after salvation. It's, it's for the saved only. That's what we believe. And I think at the end of this message, you'll see that's definitely the right position. But notice though, there, we're going to see here in the Scriptures there's clearly a difference between the baptism of John and the baptism of Jesus. It's very clear that the baptism of Jesus that he baptizes with is not the same as John's baptism. There is clearly a difference. And so, a few verses, you don't have, if you want to follow along, you can. I'm going to kind of jump around. But Acts 2.38... Okay, a lot, there's a lot of people that have a lot of questions about Acts 2.38. It throws people off because it says... Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Right here, Peter said, for the remission of sins, you need to repent and be baptized. Repent and be baptized. I've had people ask me that before. Now, Brother Tommy, it says in the Bible, repent and be baptized. Obviously, you have to be baptized in order to receive remission of sins. We have in the dispensational world, you've got the dispensationalists, the way they explain this verse many times is, well, this was a different dispensation. This was a transitional period that they were in. And so there may, you know, some people believe there was a brief period of time where you had to be baptized to go to heaven. And let me tell you, you never had to be baptized in water to go to heaven. Okay? You never had to do that. Well, what is this baptism talking about? Well, Mark 16, verse 15 says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Okay? So right here we see believing and baptism. Okay, and then, and, and, you know, after that, he that believeth not. Notice it says believeth not and is not baptized. But you know what? You know, that's, uh, we might cover more of that here in a little bit. But I'm going to show you though, that is not talking about water baptism. Okay, that is not talking about the baptism of John. That's talking about the baptism of Jesus Christ. Mark 1 7 says and preach things, talking about John the Baptist. There cometh one mighty than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Y'all see that? John the Baptist himself said that there is somebody coming after me that's better than me that's going to baptize you differently. I baptize you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And it says in Acts 1, 5, before Acts chapter 2, okay, where Peter's preached and he said, repent and be baptized. It says, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized 
with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Y'all see that? In Acts, right before Acts chapter 2, it makes it very clear there is a difference between a baptism, the baptism of John, water baptism, and baptism of the Holy Ghost. This is what was promised. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And so, I submit to you that Acts 2.38, when it says repent and be baptized, it is saying if you will repent, which we're going to cover what repentance means here, and you all know what it means, but we're going to cover it again anyway because I'm going to show you real clear evidence to prove what I've taught you about repentance here. But it is very clear that when you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We are baptized with the Holy Ghost. We receive the baptism of Jesus Christ when we get saved. When you got saved, when you called on the Lord for salvation, the Holy Spirit indwelt you. You were covered by the Holy Spirit. Baptism, we believe it's immersion. We don't do sprinkling. A baptism, it can mean things besides water baptism, baptism of the Holy Ghost. We see the baptism of sorrows in the Bible or baptized in sorrows. When you are surrounded by something, you are baptized. I've been baptized in mud before. I jumped into a mud pit one time. I remember at Camp Joy, you know, and I was literally, you know, submerged in mud. It was pretty cool. I got, I was baptized. I was surrounded by mud. Okay. Some people are baptized with drama. You know, their life is just, you know, they're just surrounded by drama everywhere they go. You know, just, they're baptized in just one crisis after another. They just, they're surrounded by it. And so, uh, but baptism of the Holy Ghost, that is what Jesus does. That is the baptism of Christ. That is the baptism you have to have to go to heaven. You have to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. We're not, and I don't have time to cover the fact that baptism of the Holy Ghost is not speaking in tongues like the Pentecostals teach. That's a subject for another day. But notice it says in Matthew 3 that Jesus will baptize with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now, some people mistakenly take that and fire part and say, well, you know, that's basically, you know, when you're full of the Holy Spirit, you're on fire with God. You know, you're on fire for God. But no, actually, Jesus will literally baptize people in fire. All those who do not get baptized with the Holy Ghost will one day be baptized with fire. They will be surrounded by fire. They will be cast into the lake of fire. Well, that's not what I was talking about. It, well, actually it is. Look at it again in Mark chapter 3, or Matthew chapter 3, in verse 11, he says, um, or he says, you'll be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will truly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff which, with unquenchable fire. Y'all see that? There is going to be a sorting that takes place one day. There is going to be a harvest that takes place one day. Um, and turn over to Revelation. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 14. It says, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And I submit to you that that is the baptism of fire. But if you need more evidence than that, look at Revelation chapter 14. Let's turn over to Revelation chapter 14 and verse 14. It says, And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat in the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle, and reap, for the time has come for thee to reap. 
for the harvest of the earth is ripe. Now, this is a vision here that's taking place. This is not literal what's taking place. This is a vision. It's a picture of what is going to take place in the end. All right. When it all comes down to it in the end, in the day of the Lord. And it says, um, and he that sat in the cloud thrust in the sickle on the earth and the earth was reaped. And another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven. He also having a sharp sickle and another angel came out from the altar, which had power over fire and cried with a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle saying, thrust in thy sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth for her grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great wine press of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden without the city and blood came out of the winepress, even unto the horse bridles by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. We have a harvest taking place. We have two angels represented with sickles. One comes in and they reap up. They gather up the believers. They gather up the saved. They gather up all those who were baptized with the baptism of Jesus Christ, with the, by the blood of Christ, who are, uh, have the Holy Spirit. Those all get caught up in the rapture. And then after the rapture, the rap, on the day of the rapture begins the day of the Lord where God begins to pour out His wrath on the earth and ultimately it leads to people being cast into hell. Cast into the lake of fire. Jesus Christ is the one that does that. Jesus Christ is the one who's going to come back at Armageddon and is going to defeat the armies of the world who is going to you know, kill a lot of people. Not a picture you see of Jesus you know, from a lot of churches and from the world today. But Jesus Christ is going to do that and that baptism of fire is going to take place in the day. Everybody who's ever lived is going to be baptized by Jesus Christ. Some are going to be baptized in His blood, you could say. Get saved from their sins. I was talking to a preacher yesterday and he was telling, he was like, he was like, man, the landlord of our building just took a blood bath. And, I, and it took me a second. I was like, oh man, that's awesome. And I realized he got saved. He got washed in the blood of the lamb. He said he got saved. And uh, to thank God for that. But you know what? All the, everyone who doesn't get saved, they're going to get baptized by Jesus Christ in fire. In the lake of fire. That's not going to be good. That's not going to be pretty. But that, folks, is the baptism of Jesus. John the Baptist said he's going to be the one that does that. I baptize with water. He will baptize with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He's preferred before me. He is better than me. And those of us who are saved, we are covered by the Holy Spirit, 2 Corinthians 1.21, Now He which establisheth us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God who hath also sealed us and given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. We have the Holy Spirit today. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but right now we have the Holy Spirit. God gave that to us as a token of our agreement, you can say, and we are sealed. It is we will be like Christ someday. We will go to heaven someday. Jesus proved that to us when he gave us the Holy Spirit of God. He gave that to us and he'll never take it away. Second Corinthians five four says, For we that are in this tabernacle, our bodies, do groan being burdened, not for that we should be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us for the self same thing as God who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. He gave us that earnest payment. This is something He gave. Hey, this shows I'm serious. This shows I mean it. When we, uh, when I asked my wife to marry me, the earnest, I guess you could say, I gave her was an engagement ring. When you, know, she, you give them that engagement ring and it shows, hey, I'm serious. 
and I, I'm, I want to marry you. And they accept that token. And yes, in the world today, we break up those, we break off those deals all the time. But Jesus Christ will not break his deal with us. Thank God for that. Those of us who have accepted that gift of salvation, he has given us that gift. He's given us the Holy Spirit and he will never take it away. Thank God for that. He will not break up with us. But we, so that's the baptism of Jesus Christ right there. It's important that we understand what that is. So now what about John's baptism? Okay? Because it's clearly different. And we see that John's baptism, John baptized, the Bible says, with water unto repentance. Okay? Now, what does that mean exactly? He baptized with water unto repentance. See, those who were baptized by John, now get this, they weren't baptized by repentance. They were baptized unto repentance. Okay, it's important that you get this because, okay, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 10, the Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus by good works. No, unto good works. That God has before ordained that we should walk in them. We have been saved. Not by works, but unto good works. Now, does everybody that gets saved do good works after that? No. Okay? But is that everybody's purpose? Is that what God wants from everybody? Absolutely. Everybody who gets saved should do good works. But thank God we're not saved by good works, because if we were saved by good works, we'd never get into heaven. We would never make it. But we're not saved by good works. We're saved unto good works. When John baptized people... He didn't baptize them by repentance. He baptized them unto repentance. All those who John baptized, I don't believe were saved, nor, uh, nor do I believe all of them got saved, but all of them were supposed to get saved. Okay? So what are you talking about? Where, where, are, you, where are you coming from on this? Well, what, like I said, when a person gets saved, he should do good works. But he doesn't always, it doesn't always happen. And not everyone who is saved, or not everyone who is baptized by John, repented or believed in Christ. For example, well, we know guys like Judas got baptized. Was he saved? No, I believe there was many people that John baptized that did not get saved. And I believe there were some who did not get baptized by John and did get saved. Okay, so for example, look at Mark chapter 1. Go ahead and turn over to Mark chapter 1. We're going to look at another account of the story we've already looked at. Mark chapter 1 and verse 1. It says, The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy faith, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Okay, John's purpose was to prepare people, to prepare the hearts of people to receive the Messiah. Okay, how do you get saved? You get saved by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. It was John's purpose to prepare people to believe on Jesus Christ. That was his that was his mission. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preach the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea and they of Jerusalem and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, 
confessing their sins. Okay, what was he doing here? He's, he's pre- he preached at these people. He pointed out the fact that they were sinners. For them to receive Jesus Christ, believe on Jesus Christ, they needed to realize that they were sinners and that they needed a Savior. And I do not believe they were getting saved right here, but he's preparing them for it. He's getting them to the point where they realize that they were sinners. You've got to get people to that point before they can get saved. They've got to realize that they are a sinner. He's doing that. They're confessing their sins. And then he would baptize them unto repentance with the purpose of getting them ready so they would receive the uh, receive Jesus Christ. And, it looked, and then jump down in verse 7. It says, And he preached, saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. He's preparing them to repent. See, and here's the thing. If John was preparing them to turn from their sins, then why didn't he just get them started on turning from their sins right then? See, what he was doing, these people he's talking to, they're already going after their good works. Look at Luke chapter 3. Let's look at the same story. We're looking at it in each of the Gospels here. Luke chapter 3 and verse 2. It all start coming together here. It says, Annas and Caiaphas, being the high priests, the word of God came unto John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness, and he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be brought low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways shall be made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Then said he to the multitude that came forth to be baptized of him, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Y'all see that? He's telling them, hey, judgment is coming. You're all in trouble. Jesus, who's coming, He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. That's good and bad, depending on what end you're on. Bring forth, therefore, fruits worthy of repentance. And begin not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. See, this group that he's talking to, these are people, this is a religion that are going after good works who think they're going to heaven because they're Jews, because they've been circumcised, because they have kept the law. They think they're going to heaven by that. And so they're, you can say they're heading this way. They're heading for the law. They're heading for good works. And John is telling them, you need to repent. Okay, You need to go in a different direction. And here's the thing. If repentance is to quit sinning and start doing better, well, isn't that kind of going the same direction they were already going? Except a little faster, right? You know, people, most people today, if you ask them why are you going to heaven, well, or how do you get to heaven? Well, be good. They're going this direction. They're going towards good works. And then if repentance is be better, well, then that just means they're going to keep going in this direction, just running a little faster, isn't it? But they're supposed to repent. They're supposed to turn from that. They're supposed to turn from seeking after their own righteousness and go towards Jesus Christ. Go believe on Him. Believe on His work. Stop thinking that you can be good enough to go to heaven. Say not within yourself, you have Abraham as our father. God is able these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. You are not going to get to heaven by good works. You're not going to get to heaven from turning from your sins. You can't turn from your sins. You are nothing but sinful. You've got to quit going after 
goodness and you need to look to Jesus Christ. You need to repent. That's what repentance is. See, God often repented in the Bible. What was He doing? He would change His mind. He would say He was going to do one thing and then God would repent of that and He would do something else. People who are going after good works and then repent of their sins are doing the same thing. They're just trying a little harder. Maybe that's why Jesus talked to the Pharisees and said, you know, you'll compass land and sea to try to bring about one prophylite and I'm not quoting it right, but you make them twofold more a child of hell. Basically, you go for every culture is trying to get to heaven by just being good. And these Jews, they would go and they would find somebody out there. They'd find some heathen. They would dress them up like a Jew. They would do all these ceremonial things for them. They would do all these outward things. Basically, get them running in the same direction, just even faster. And now he's even farther away. He's more likely to go to hell because you got him caught up in all these religious things that isn't going to get anybody into heaven. You know, go try convincing some of these Catholics that have done all the sacraments, that have, I mean, gone to their church for years, they've done the confessions, they've given their money, they've been going after their good works all their life and tell them that didn't accomplish anything for you, you need to look to Christ. They don't want to do it. It's a lot easier to get the unreligious, the people who haven't tried. You know, the people kind of like the Gentiles who weren't seeking after righteousness. The Bible says they found it, but the Jews who were seeking after righteousness, they didn't find it. Why? Because they sought it not by faith. They kept wanting to go towards good works and it just it fails every time. They needed to turn. They needed to go towards Jesus Christ. They needed to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and they would have been fine. So, once again, if whenever somebody tells you you need to turn from your sins, that that's repentance, understand they are basically telling you to just go the same direction you were going, but just go a little faster. Try a little harder. No, you need to repent. You need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to change your mind. You need to stop thinking you can get to heaven on your own and look to Jesus Christ. And so that's, so John, when he is baptizing people, he's baptizing them with water unto repentance. He's telling them, there's somebody coming. There's someone coming that's better than me. Y'all are sinners. Y'all are wicked. Judgment is coming. Your religion, your own goodness has not done the job. You are going to have to go another direction. You are going to have to repent. You are going to have to go after the Messiah who had not been revealed yet. But then finally, it must have been exciting for John that one day when he's there. And while he's preaching, all of a sudden, there he was. Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Y'all see... Can you imagine what that must have been like? That you got all these Jews that are there thinking that the doing the law and doing goodness was going to get them to heaven. And John's like, no, you got, y'all, y'all need to be ready to repent. Y'all need to be ready to repent. The Messiah, He is coming. And then sure enough, there He is. The, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Believe on Him. And that, man, that must have been an exciting day for him. And he, man, he didn't even know what to do. Man, Jesus, I need to be baptized by you. I want that baptism of the Holy Ghost. And you know, and Jesus, He wanted to allow this, suffer this to be. And He needed to do it to fulfill all righteousness. And so John, uh, you know, those baptized by John, they were more likely to be the ones to repent. Just like people who get saved are more likely to be the ones to do good works. They're more likely to be ones who do something for God. 
they're more likely to be the ones who change their life. You know, we need to be getting people saved. They're going to be less likely to kill people, be stealing. Could they do some of those things? Yes, but they're going to be, they should be less likely. They should not do those things. They're going to be all much better off. The chances are much greater if they will get saved. And the thing is, those who were baptized, they were more likely to receive the Messiah. See, look what it says in Luke chapter 7, verse 27. This is he of whom it is written. Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. For I say unto you, this is Jesus talking here about John, among those that are born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist, but he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. And all the people that heard him and the publicans justified God being baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the counsel of God against themselves, being not baptized of him. Y'all see that? Who was it that got baptized by John for the most part? It was the publicans. It was the bad people. It was the ones who weren't very good. And look at who did not get baptized by John. It was the Pharisees. They wouldn't do it. They weren't going to do that. They weren't going to stoop to that. They weren't going to do that. They saw all those down and outers going out there and listening to John. They saw all them listening to the preaching and them getting baptized. And they were too good for that. They were all above that. They weren't going to do that. And sure enough, who were the ones for the most part, obviously 100% on either side wasn't the case, who, but who were the ones that were more likely to get saved or got saved during Jesus' ministry on earth? It was the publicans and the harlots. Jesus told them the publicans and the harlots are going to go into the kingdom of heaven before you. Why? They understood that they were sinners. Their hearts were ready for repentance. Their hearts were ready to receive them. They had received the baptism of John. The Pharisees didn't. But yet at the same time, did some Pharisees get saved? Yes. There were men like Nicodemus, who I the Bible doesn't tell us, but I think it's safe to say he did not get baptized by John. I think that he'd have gotten a lot of flack for it if he would have. But he got saved. I, I believe Joseph of Arimathea, he might have been one. He was rich, I know that. And it seemed like the Pharisees were all the ones with the money. But, you know, guys like him, I don't know, he could have been baptized by John, but there were exceptions there were some Pharisees that got saved, but for the most part, they didn't. And I'm sure there were some of the lowly crowd that were baptized by John that did not believe in Christ. And just like not everybody who has been saved unto good works does good works. And not everybody who was baptized unto repentance, not all of them repented. And Judas Iscariot classic example of that either so look at so go back to matthew chapter 21 so we have that question by jesus the baptism of john whence was it well look at verse 28 this is right after he tells him i'm not going to tell you by what authority i do these things and look what he says he says but what think ye? a certain man had two sons and he came to the first and said son go work today in my vineyard and he answered and said i will not but afterward he repented and went. And he came to the second and said likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Whither them twain did the will of his father. They say unto him the first, Jesus saith unto him, Verily I say unto you that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. 
For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and ye believed him not, but the publicans and the harlots believed him. And ye, when ye had seen it, repented not afterward that ye might believe him. Y'all see that? The Pharisees, they're all saying, we're going to do good. We'll receive the Messiah. We'll do whatever God says. When God sends the Messiah, we're going to accept him. But then when he came, they didn't, did they? They didn't repent. But the publicans, the harlots, the bad people, they are rejecting the law in many ways. They were doing bad things. They weren't good people by anybody's standards. They were wrong. They said they, you know, they were like that son who, when he was told what to do, he said, I'm not going to do it. But you know what? Later, he repented and he did it. And these people who weren't looking to follow the Messiah, who weren't looking to be good or anything like that, when Jesus came, when the gospel was given to them, they believed. And therefore, they went to heaven before the Pharisees. They went before the people who were trying to be good. And so right there we see a classic example of that. That the, it, was, it was the down and outers that received the baptism of John. And it was the down and outers that ended up repenting. The goody two-shoes, they wouldn't get baptized. And you know what? They wouldn't repent either. And so... You know, the Pharisees, they didn't believe John. They didn't believe Jesus. And so the, and the message and the mission of John, it was to get people to believe Jesus. Nobody was going to get saved by believing on John the Baptist. Nobody was going to get, nobody got saved by getting baptized by John the Baptist. Nobody got saved when they were confessing their sins to John the Baptist. Okay? They got saved when the Lamb of God came on the scene and they believed in Him. When they believed in Him, they got saved. And that baptism of John, it was a way to prepare people for that. And thank God, many of them did. He had multitudes coming and being baptized of Him. So today, this does not ju- this baptism of John, it does not justify baptism before salvation today. Okay? I talked to a Methodist pastor one time, and he said, that, I, I asked him, I said, where do you guys, how do you justify baptizing babies? And he said, you know, we don't believe, he, he, this is what he told me. He said, we don't believe that baptism saves them, but we believe that this will help them to get saved. And it's a way to kind of protect them until they get saved. And, you know, I mean, it, it was pretty goofy, but if this, you could say, well, Maybe that's kind of what John the Baptist did. He baptized them so they would get saved. So let's bring our little children and baptize them so they will get saved. Well, first of all, these people were making their own choice. Okay? They weren't bringing babies and doing that. At the same time, too, that was a special time. It was the time right before Jesus Christ began His ministry. So we're not going to do that today. We're not going to baptize people before they get saved or baptize people so they will get saved. Uh, that, is not, that is not what God wants us to do today. And, uh, you know, in the case of these men that John baptized, many of them, it fulfilled its purpose. When Christ came, they, they believed. Look at, look at Acts chapter 19. Look at Acts chapter 19. Obviously not everybody, but look at, we're going to look at a group of people because this is where some of my questions would come up. In Acts chapter 19, I'd, I'd ask preachers about this and nobody ever, nobody ever gives me answers on this. They just get all, Nervous and huffy and 
I don't know. I think I don't know if people are scared of me or what because I'm I'm going crazy in some areas, I guess. But and so they they think I'm always trying to pull them into something. But sometimes I just ask questions because I want to know. All right. But Acts chapter 19, verse one, it says, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, under what then were ye baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. And he said, or then said Paul. John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, not that they would, but that they should, okay? Not everybody did, but that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them and they spake with tongues and prophesied, and all the men were about twelve. Alright, so right here we see in the story that we have people who are baptized by John, but they weren't saved yet. And we see that after they got saved, they got baptized again, didn't they? Why? Because a baptism before salvation doesn't count, and the baptism of John was not a baptism for salvation. It was a baptism preparing them to be saved to receive the Messiah. Jesus was baptized by John. And so now all of us who get saved, we get baptized like Jesus did. Jesus got baptized. We're in Christ. We're going to get baptized too. We understand it's a picture of his death, burial, and resurrection. They didn't know that back then. John probably didn't even know that when he was baptizing Jesus. I don't even know that he fully understood what that represented at that point. He might have as full of the Holy Ghost as he was. But in the case of these particular men, that baptism of John fulfilled its purpose, didn't he? When, it, when these guys, they're off in their own place, but when Paul came to them and he preached, sure enough, they believed, didn't they? They, did, they believed and they got saved. And just like everyone today, they got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ after salvation. And water baptism should only come after the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And so the baptism of John, I believe it was of heaven. I believe it absolutely was of heaven. It was a baptism not by repentance or because of repentance. These people didn't get baptized because they repented. They were baptized unto repentance. They were baptized so they would repent. So they would believe on Christ. So they would accept the Messiah. And just like today, we are not saved by good works, but we are saved unto good works. We are saved so we can do good works. They were baptized not because they repented. They were baptized so they would repent. And that, and so when we see in the Bible that baptism, you know, the repent and be baptized, it's crystal clear that it's saying that because this was a new kind of baptism that was about to take place. This wasn't like the water baptism of John. This was a new baptism. This was, the ba this was a baptism that John said was going to come. I baptize you with water, but He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And so when you see, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Okay?
It's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Jesus is the only one that can baptize somebody with the Holy Ghost. I can't baptize you with the Holy Ghost. I can baptize you with water. But only Jesus can baptize you with the Holy Ghost. He's the only one that can do that. John the Baptist couldn't do that. Only Jesus could do that. And you, and so if you ask me, you think you have to be baptized to go to heaven? Yeah. The baptism of Jesus Christ. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. The, can you get, do you have to do the baptism of John? Do you have to do the baptism of water to go to heaven? No. But you should. Because just like if you have been saved, you should do good works. But you're not saved by those good works. When people get saved, we baptize them. Not so they will be saved, but because they were saved. That is God's will for a saved person to get baptized. Does everybody who gets saved get baptized? No. Not everyone does, but everyone should. Did everybody that John baptized repent? No. But all of them should have. And they were more likely, those who did were more likely, just like those who get saved are more likely to, to turn from their sins after the fact. They don't all do it, but they all should do that. And just kind of an interesting thing about that, you know, when it says, if you don't agree with my interpretation of Acts chapter 2, verse 38, you think, no, I still think you need to get baptized to go to heaven. Well, let me read one verse I didn't read to you. Look at verse 37. It says, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What are we supposed to do? Repent and be baptized. Okay? Repent. That, that's what you should do. Repent and be baptized. Okay? Now, in Acts chapter 16, verse 31, remember that jailer? He said, what must I do to be saved? What do I have to do to be saved? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be baptized? No. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. So, you know, either way you repent it, or either way you interpret it, you don't have to be baptized in water to go to heaven. You have to be, but you do have to, I do believe that's talking about baptism of the Holy Ghost. You do have to do that. It comes with salvation. And so, hopefully, you now understand the baptism of John. I believe of heaven and what a, what a great, you know, what a great man he was. What a great example he was. I mean, the, what he, he accomplished God's will. He did, he prepared the hearts and thank God many, many did receive Jesus Christ as their savior. Those Pharisees, they didn't, they wouldn't listen to John. They didn't listen to Jesus either. But if you're saved today, I hope you'll do what you've been appointed to do. You'll do what you were supposed to do. You'll do those good works. And so with that, let's all stand together.